cake. That's going to be quite interesting. And we ain't going to cheat. We're going to get just the numbers. We've got to have a candle. If you make it to 100, you deserve a candle for every year. And uh, <clears throat> thankful for her able to be in the house of the Lord today. And the good thing about her, when she comes to church, she brings her son and daughter-in-law with her. And they're glad that they're here today. Lord bless you for being in the house of God. And uh, we had a great time with the Golden Eagles yesterday and uh, at Cheddar's. And uh, appreciate Sister Joyce getting that together for us. And all the ones who went and participated in that, Lord bless you. Uh, also, there is a um, youth weekend, youth rally, whatever you would call it, over in Port Arthur, the 8th through the 10th. So remember that. And uh, we'll be going over there. So see some of you there so remember that go over there and celebrate with them and have a good time in the Lord and uh, Wednesday night I hope to if my plans continue as right now uh, Wednesday night I'll be showing some pictures and uh, talking about some things um, that I experienced over in the Philippines and uh, we'll uh, hopefully be doing that Wednesday night the good Lord willing and uh, I am glad that I'm not in Mindanao right now. And uh, <clears throat> pray for all those folks over there. The Lord would help them and uh, also help us here in this country. And um, I will be out of town not next week, but the following week, the week through the, the 12th through the 17th. I'll be out of town preaching, not on vacation, but preaching. That don't count as vacation. Don't forget... Coming up the 18th. How many knows what uh, June the 18th is? That was weak. Come on, women. <clears throat> How many knows what June the 18th is? Father's Day. Amen. How many has a real good father? Where's my kids at? There we go. Terry, you ought to be jumping up shouting. Is that the best you can do? That's the best you can do? All right, give me those keys back. <laughs> All right, so remember Father's Day. Now, Father's Day normally is kind of low around here because fathers go to the lake and stuff like that. But let's try to get people out to the house of the Lord. Mamas, would you help these daddies out? Call your children. Get them to come and support their dad at church. And uh, let's have a great time uh, here the 18th. So remember those announcements. Also, tonight, um, following service, I would like to meet with uh, some couples who are interested. And uh, this is what I want to start doing and um, uh, couples that are interested in this. I'm not going to make you volunteer, but I want you to volunteer. And there is no age limit on this, but I would like to do this as a family, not just one member of the family doing it, but all the members going together and taking care of this. We need some help cleaning the gym. And so I want uh, different families to take a month, and uh, it will be your responsibility once a month to clean the gym, and uh, so 
I, I think that would not be too much to ask. Everything else we pay to get done around here, so it won't hurt us to volunteer for a few things. And so that will be immediately after church if you'll meet me up here in the front uh, tonight after service. If you have your Bibles, turn to Exodus chapter number 10. Exodus chapter number 10. And I'll read um, a couple of scriptures from Exodus chapter number 10, starting at verse number 8. Exodus 10, verse number 8 through 11. And I'll try my best to give to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for this service this morning. <clears throat> and um, I wish that <clears throat> everyone was in the house of God today. But uh, I don't know if we'll ever have a day that everyone is in the house of God that should, should be in the house of God because everybody should be in the house of the Lord. Exodus chapter number 10, verse number 8. And Moses and Aaron were brought again unto Pharaoh. And he said unto them, Go, serve the Lord your God. But who are they that shall go? Who are they? Now listen to this very closely, what I'm reading here. This text is very important to what I would have to say. But uh, Pharaoh asked, But who are they that shall go. And Moses said, We will go with our young and with our old, with our sons and with our daughters, with our flocks and with our herds will we go. For we must hold a feast unto the Lord. And he said unto them, Let the Lord be so with you, as I will let you go and your little ones, look to it, for evil is before you. Not so. Go now, ye that are men. This is Pharaoh's bargaining. Uh, this is what he is telling um, Moses and Aaron. Not so. You can't take everybody. Go now, ye that are men, and serve the Lord. For that ye did desire, and they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. Now there is, there is some things that are going on here, and uh, there is some bargaining uh, that has taken place, some haggling. And uh, so uh, Pharaoh is trying to make a deal with Moses and Aaron. Moses said, everybody's going to leave. Pharaoh said, no, everybody can't leave. You've got to leave your young behind. So let's put down our Bibles this morning. Let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God to help us in this house. God, we love you today. <clears throat> Thank you, God, for another opportunity to be in your house, to worship and to praise and to magnify your great name. We ask you, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost right now. Help us in this house. You know every need. You know every problem. You know every situation. Come on, let's reach out to the Lord just a moment. Help us today, God. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost rest in this house. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Lord bless you, you may be seated. I want to preach for the next few moments from this subject, nothing left behind. Nothing left behind. As we read in the scripture today, we find uh, that, that ever since the beginning of time, that the devil has always been trying to cut a deal and trying to make a deal. We find here in the book of Exodus that, that Egypt is a type of sin and uh, Pharaoh is a type of our adversary, the devil. And he is holding the children of Israel in, um, in bondage. And he is working them to his advantage and they are slaves. Uh, God sent a deliverer named Moses to go and to lead the children of Israel out of uh, Pharaoh's bondage and out of Egypt. But here we find that every time that Moses and Aaron would go in to talk uh, with Pharaoh after God had gotten his attention, we find that Pharaoh would try to bargain with them, and Pharaoh would try to cut a deal with them. But we go back before this in the book of Genesis, in the very beginning of time, where God had placed man and Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. We find that there was a place that they should not have even been, but they were there and the adversary, the devil, the old serpent himself, began to strike up a conversation with Eve. And when she began to talk with the serpent, he began to entice her with the tree and with the fruit that was on the tree. And uh, she said, no, we can't, we can't eat it. We don't touch it. We don't... Uh, you know, we don't, we don't, uh, I shouldn't even be here in this, this area of where this tree is located. And the serpent said in Genesis chapter 3 and verses 4 and 5, the Bible said, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Now, God said, Don't eat of the tree, or you're going to die. And the serpent says, but ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So the devil tries not just outright telling her what will take place and what's going to happen and the destruction that shall follow her terrible decision that she is about to make. But he tells her that it's going to work for her benefit and for her good. The reason why God does not want you to take of this tree is because your eyes are going to be open. You're not going to die, but you're going to understand things. You're going to have knowledge of things. And 
And the devil knew that there was something created in the spirit realm of mankind that man has always sought out knowledge and always had a desire to learn and to develop and to know. And there is, there is something about man. I don't, I don't know what it is about it. Now, now I said this before. I think it was a couple of Wednesday nights ago. I was not one that was really interested in learning what a book would have to teach me. But, uh, I can remember my interest in things. And, uh, uh, I can remember one time my daddy bought me a bicycle. I was probably four or five years old. I don't know that I ever rode the bicycle, but I can remember he bought it one time before he went off on a hunting trip to stay a few weeks. And, and, uh, my mama called him and said, you're not going to believe what what Homer did to his bicycle. And he said, what did he do? He said, there's not one piece of it that is put together. I went out in the shed and I found some wrenches and I took apart everything that I possibly could. And that bicycle was never put together again. I can remember my brother, Guy, bought me a BB gun, a pellet gun, a cross, I think it was a crossman, a pellet gun, one of those that you pump up ten times and you put the little pellet in there and you shoot, man, it was fun. But but I, I, I couldn't just hold it and look at it from the outside. I wanted to know what was on the inside of it. And so uh, I, I went in my bedroom and I got me a screwdriver and I started taking every screw that I possibly could. And I thought in my mind, I'm going to find out how it works and then I'm going to put it back together. Well, uh, after I got it in many, many, many pieces, I, I slid it under the bed and guy would come by and say, how are you enjoying that pellet gun? Man, I'm having a good time with that pellet gun. That pellet gun was in a hundred different pieces, and I never did get it put back together again. I don't know if he ever found out that or not, so y'all don't have to tell him what I did to the pellet gun he bought. But anyway, there is something about man that wants to know how something works and how uh, what what makes it what makes it go and what makes it tick and so when the devil the serpent was talking to Eve he knew that he had hit a nerve there and he had he had struck gold so to speak as he would talk uh, to Eve and say you know you're going to have knowledge you're going to have understanding you're going to know things. And some things I would tell you, now listen to me very good, some things you're better off not knowing. Amen. There's some things you're better off just not knowing, just being dumb to the fact of what really makes it work and really makes it tick. Can I tell you, there's some sites you just don't need to go to to find knowledge. Well, that's a little weak, but that's still right anyway. There's some areas 
You need to stay away from. The devil will tempt you and say, oh, this is going to help you. This is going to increase your knowledge. You need to know what this is all about. But what the adversary is doing is what he done in the very beginning in the Garden of Eden. He is stealing your innocence. Amen. Now I'm going to touch on something here and then I'm going to move on with what I've got to say. That's the reason why these young children do not need cell phones that are connected to the Internet, texting and pictures and all of this garbage. Oh, they've got to get smart. They've got to have technology. No. They don't need that right now. The day will come where they can make their own decisions and go their own way. But you as parents need to use some brains. God gave you that head to think with. Don't be stupid. Don't be, don't be ignorant. Don't think my child would never do that. Your child's just like my child. Left alone and unattended, they do stupid things. Amen. They do foolish things. And a lot of it's our fault. Amen. That's good preaching right there. I don't care who you are. That'll work. But, but anyway, here the devil is. Deceiving. Some of you would be better off without those devices too. So, so here the devil is deceiving the woman. And we wonder, oh, how did she do that? Why did she do that? Because she did that. We're going through what we're going through today. You know the reason why she did that and how she fell to that? The same reason why we do on a daily basis. The temptation, the allurement, the lie, the deception that the devil is putting out there. Oh, man, this is going to help. This is going to be good. <clears throat> we have any car salesmen in here today? If you do, I'm not talking about you. But, but car salesmen will make you think that that's the last car that they're going to make like that. There's not another one that is put together like this one. No, but when you buy that one, they'll roll another one out there exactly like it. And they'll be telling the next customer, this is the last one on the lot. Yeah, but back there on the back lot, they've got 15 just like it. And if you don't buy it today, there'll be another one out there tomorrow. And don't you worry about it. They'll have another one coming off of the assembly line to fit your everyday need. But that is the deception that the adversary, you've got to have it right now. When some things we need to understand that is just not God's will, God's plan, God's purpose for us in our life. Amen. So here we find the plot, the plan, the deception, and the failure of mankind. God has promises in His Word that sometimes we so easily forget the promises of God. And the promises of God tells us in Second Timothy chapter, or Second Peter chapter 3 and verses 8 and 9, but, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. 
The Lord is not slack concerning His what? His promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, when we understand that we have received a promise from God, no matter what the adversary says, no matter what the adversary does, no matter what the devil tells us, no matter how long that it might take, we must always understand that God is never slack concerning His promises. If God has made a promise, He's going to bring it to pass. You look in Old Testament times, and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but there is, there is types and shadow of what is to be, uh, taken place in the New Testament. Then there is 400 years between the New, the Old Testament and the fulfillment of those prophecies, and some of those prophecies were prophesied thousands of years before, but they had to hold on to the prophecies of God. And when God has made you a promise, you've got to hold on to the promise no matter what the circumstances are surrounding you. Because the Bible tells us and promises us again that God is not slack concerning His promises. And God doesn't make promises that He can't keep. Now we as individuals and people sometimes, we have told people things that we know that, man, that's going to be hard to keep right there. That's going to be hard to do because we're trying to please. We're trying to tell people what they want to hear. But there's sometimes we need to understand we can't, we can't fulfill that. So let's don't make that promise. But that is not a problem with God. God has never made one promise that God is not kept or He's going to keep. Some things has already come to pass, but some things are still coming down the pike. But you have got to understand this, that God has promised and God will fulfill His promises. Amen. What God has promised, Psalms chapter 37 and verse number 5, the Bible says, commit thy way unto the Lord. That is a very, a very important statement to having the promises fulfilled in our life. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him. When you can't see it happening, when you don't know how it's going to happen, when it looks like it's going in the wrong direction, still commit your way to the Lord and trust in Him. Amen. Not by what you see, but by what you know. And the Bible says, and He shall bring it to pass. Amen. He does not say that He might bring it to pass, but the Bible says He shall bring it to pass. There is nothing that God has promised you that He's not going to keep His promise. Amen. God is a promise-keeping God. Amen. 
Amen. So there is promises that we need to remember and we need to hold on to. Then we go back and we see Moses. Moses is in Egypt. He is sent there with a command from God. Lead the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. The land of bondage. The type of sin. Amen. But when he gets there, he finds that there is resistance. Don't ever think that you have got the battle won. The battle is never won. I can remember my mama telling me years ago before I was ever able to understand and know exactly what she was talking about. She said raising children is a job that never ends. It doesn't matter how old they get. It doesn't matter how successful they get. It doesn't matter how many children they have. You always worry about them. You always, it's always on your mind. Living for God is a job that never ends. It's a daily activity of our life. Amen. Holding on to the promises of God is a job that never ends because we are fighting against an adversary that never quits. Amen. I wish sometimes we could get a little bit of the devil's uh, uh, desire and determination uh, that we could fight against all odds. Uh, You see, from the very beginning, the devil has been defeated. Uh, The prophecies in the Word of God tells us uh, that the devil is already defeated. Uh, But even though he is a defeated foe, uh, he has never given up his project uh, of trying to deceive, trying to destroy, trying to ruin, trying to wreck lives, trying to destroy marriages, trying to destroy young people. That's what the devil does. And don't you ever think that just because you won a battle that the war is over. I don't know, but maybe Moses had in his mind that when I get there, And I throw my rod on the ground, and it turns into a serpent. Pharaoh's going to go, oh, get get those children of Israel out of here. Take them all. Get them out of here. I don't want them around. Man, when he sees me stick my hand into my bosom, and I pull it out, and it's leprosy, and I stretch it out, he's going to, oh, get away from me. Y'all go. Don't ever come back. But maybe that's what Moses was thinking. But when he gets there, he finds that that Pharaoh is not an easy foe. But there is some resistance in him. There's something in him that resists the power of God. And he says, no, I'm not letting them go. You can turn your serpent into a snake. My gods can do the same thing. For everything, every Every original, there is a generic. Amen. For everything, there's something a little bit cheaper. You look in the drug world, pharmaceutical world. They go through testing. They spend all the millions of dollars getting a drug approved. And then somebody takes a knockoff of that. And then they make another drug. 
Sorry about all you Android people, but you got a fake phone. (laughs) The real one was an iPhone. No one had ever seen anything like that. They come up with the technology, but it wasn't long until a copycat was copying that technology. And some of them even improved on that technology. Amen. So everything, you look at a car, there's one that's cheaper that looks just like it. You can't hardly tell them apart. There's a knockoff. There is a generic. Amen. For clothing, there's always a generic. They spell it to look just like the original, but it is not the original. The devil always has a generic. That's what, that's what a Pharaoh had. Amen. His, his magicians could turn their rods into a snake, but I want to tell you when it's all said and done, the original always comes out on top. I want to tell you this is an original message. This message was given to us on the day of Pentecost and it's always going to be right. It's not about right. It is right. There is generics. It's a little bit easier. It's a little bit softer. It's a little bit uh, more adjustable to, uh, to our way of life, but it's a generic. It's not the original. Amen. And so there is always, the adversary always has something that looks just like the real thing. And so Pharaoh turns his, serp- his rods into serpents. But Moses Serpent ate up the Egyptians. On and on and on. And then we get to a place where Pharaoh calls in Moses and Aaron and says, okay, I give. Now, what is it that you want to do? He said, we want to take all of the Israelites and we want to go into the wilderness to worship. To offer sacrifices to God. Well, let me, let me understand this. Now, you want to take all the men, all the women, all the boys, all the girls. Moses said, yeah, the cattle, the herds, there shall not be a hoof left behind. Pharaoh says, man, that's a lot to ask. Because, you see, Pharaoh had the idea of letting them go, but he wanted them to come back. He wanted something left in Egypt to draw them back to Egypt. And he said, no, said all of you can't go. But all of you men, you know, you go, you go ahead and do your own thing and you go worship because he was keeping the women He was keeping the children. He was keeping things that they would desire where there was always a connection back to sin. You see, when you leave sin and you get out of Egypt, that's the reason why you got to cut ties and get all the way in the church. There can't be a bungee cord holding you so close but yet so far away. There can't be something that keeps pulling you back. Amen. But you got to be totally committed and totally sold out. Amen. The reason 
reason why people come and they can't survive is because they are not totally committed. But I want to tell you, when I got in this church, I cut the bungee cord behind me. I cut all the ties and I said, I'm leaving it all behind there. But I'm getting all in the church. Everything is going with me. I'm not leaving it there, but I'm getting in the house of God. People try to hold on to this, hold on to that. And you know, as Pentecostals, we're separate from the rest of the world. But people that come to church, well, I'll hold on to this in case, you know, just this don't work out. Well, I can tell you right now, it's not going to work out. It's not going to happen because you already admitted defeat. The adversary knows if Moses and Aaron would have took the men and left, the devil knew, hey, they're coming back. Pharaoh said, they're not free yet. They're not set free yet. They're coming back because I got something they want. But when you get in the church, honey, you've got to have everything in the church. You've got to be dedicated to the church. You've got to be committed to the church. You've got to be all wrapped up in God. You can't hold on to the world and hold on to God. But you've got to be sold out, totally committed to Him. Young people, you got to change the type music that you listen to. You got to get rid of the short skirts, the makeup. Amen. Boys. You gotta get rid of, rid of the shorts. Amen. You gotta cut the things out of your life that would hinder you from living for God or you're never gonna make it in serving God. You got to stomp your cigarettes. You got to pour out your beer. If you want to go to the place that we're going to, if you want to make it to heaven, if you want to walk through this world, you can't have the things of this world holding you back and dictating who you are and wondering, why am I struggling? Why am I having trouble? Why am I in and out? I want to tell you why. You're not committed to God, but you've got to be totally committed to God. You've got to be sold out to Him. You got to change your friends. Uh, you might want to sit down now because you might not want to amen this. That's the reason why I think Facebook is very de- 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 uh, detrimental to us because it connects us with people in our past. Amen. Girlfriends of your past. Boyfriends of your past. I don't need to know what my ex-girlfriend is doing. I've got a wife now. I've got a family now. I don't need to be checking who they're with and what's going on. Oh, hallelujah. That's good preaching right there. Why? Because I got my mind made up. I'm getting out of Egypt. I'm not staying in Egypt. I'm not going back to Egypt. See, the devil knows. The devil knows that if there is a cord attached, feelings and emotions are very real and very strong. And common sense seems to lose to feelings 
and emotions. Amen. That's the reason why you don't need old songs that remembers you of that reminds you of that old sweetheart. Well, praise God. Oh, boy, that song takes me back. Yeah, it takes you back to a place you don't need to be going. Amen. You don't need to be listening to somebody talk about how drunk we get and how much we smoke. I don't care if it has a twang to it or a rap. Well, I'm going to go ahead and preach this morning. Amen. Amen. We get on our children. Oh, that stupid rap music. Cop killing and, and doing this. Oh, it's so vulgar. Have you ever listened to a country song, darling? Amen. It doesn't matter if they put a country twang to it. Oh, my sweetheart, me and my sweetheart, we're getting drunk. We're going out and sleeping together. Amen. What's so good about that? What's so scriptural about that? Where does that carry your thought process and your mind? I tell you where it carries you. It carries you to back to Egypt where God has delivered me from and God has set me free and I don't have any strings of Attached, and I don't want to go back. I'm on my way to glory. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm way off of home base right now. Cut some things loose. Get some things out of your life. Where you can live for God and be what God has called you to be. God come to deliver the children of Israel. Now, this is not my message, but I want to, while I'm on this, He delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt. But Egypt never, ever got out of the children of Israel. Every time something happened, God opened up the Red Sea. Woo! God's great. Sunday night, God's great. Oh, God's wonderful. Oh, oh man, I could, I could climb the highest mountain Monday morning. Man, I didn't know the devil was going to do this. I want to tell you, the devil never quits. The devil never quits. The devil is like telemarketers. Take my name off the list. They don't take your name off the list. They give your name to 5,000 other lists. And they just keep calling. They keep calling. The devil keeps calling. The devil's got your number on speed dial. And he keeps calling. But somebody needs to say, hey, devil, I hate to tell you, but I've got a change of address. Amen. And there's no address to send the telephone. Number two. Amen. There's no way to get a hold of me because I've cut it loose. I'm gone. I'm out of Egypt. And I'm on my way to glory. Amen. Let's get back to what I was talking about. Here, here they are. And they're in, they're in Egypt. And, Mo, and, and Pharaoh's making a deal with Moses. But Moses says, no, we're not going to take it. Somebody try that right now. Say no. 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 Learn how to tell your kids that sometimes. So here they are. No, we're not taking that deal. And so here comes more plagues. 
So Pharaoh, he comes back and he says, okay, Moses and Aaron, I tell you what, I'm going to let you, your wives and your children go, but you can't take, you can't take your animals, your flocks and your herds. Man, that's a pretty good deal there. I think I can find some more animals. But Moses looks at him. Aaron says, what do you think, Moses? Tell him we ain't going to take it. That's a good old Texas term. He had that Texas ain't in there. We ain't going to do it. We ain't going to go. We ain't going to leave one hoof behind. Excuse me, Mr. Pharaoh, but did you hear me? We're taking everything. Amen. So what I come to tell you today is the devil has made some of you a bargain. The devil has made some of you a deal. The devil has been bargaining with your soul and with your family soul and saying, okay, you can have freedom, but I'm taking your firstborn. Okay, you can have freedom, but I'm keeping your daughter. Okay, you can have freedom, but I'm keeping your son. Okay, you can have freedom, but this one is staying with me. I'm going to ruin, wreck, and destroy their life. They're going to be strung out on drugs. They're going to be pregnant, unwed mothers. Amen. But some of us need to get the desire and the spirit of Moses and Aaron and say, no way, Pharaoh. No way, devil. No way, adversary. There's not one person going to be left behind. I'm not leaving my babies. I'm not leaving my family. I'm not leaving my wife. I'm not, if I had a son, I wouldn't leave him. But I'm not leaving my grandson. I'm not leaving one of my daughters. I'll give you three and I'll keep one. No devil. They don't belong to you. I gave them to God right here. And they're God's. They're not mine. They're in the hands of God. I wish some parents would get stirred up in your spirit today and say my backslidden child is a on their way home. I've got faith in God. I'm not leaving them behind. I'm not forsaking them in Egypt, but I'm carrying them out of Egypt. And let me tell you right now, let me tell you right now, I don't care how old you are, and I don't care how you feel in your body and in your spirit. There's always got to be something in your heart, amen, in your soul that says, I can't jump and I can't run like I once could, but I still got something. Oh, if I had to jog in place, if I had to lift my hand, whatever I had to do, I'm not leaving a behind. I'm not leaving them behind. I'm not leaving them behind. Some of you that's got lost children today. That's looking at me like a tree full of hoot owls. I've heard it before, Brother Looper. The reason why it hadn't come to pass is your attitude and your spirit that you manifest that it's it's really not that important. 
Do you remember what the Bible says about hell? Do you remember what the Bible says about, I'm going to look and say, I never knew you? Can you imagine what that's going to be? Eternity? Amen. Can you imagine the the turmoil, the heartache of being a slave in Egypt, a type of sin, bondage in Egypt over and over every day, grinding, making brick, making mortar, amen, going out and gathering the straw to stomp the mortar in the ground, building kingdoms for the adversary, building kingdoms for the devil, amen, I tell you today, parents, you've got to have something in your spirit that keeps your faith in the promises of God that says when you raise a child in the way that they should go when they get old they shall not depart from it. I'm still holding on to the promises. I'm still holding on to the promises. I'm still holding on. Nothing Nothing. I wonder if every parent that's got a lost child, a lost anyone in here that's got a lost loved one, can you just scream in the devil's face from the very top of your voice, nothing left behind, nothing left behind, nothing left behind, nothing left behind. My son's coming home. My daughter's coming home. My daddy's coming home. My mama's coming home. My sister's coming home. My brother's coming home. I'm not leaving anything in Egypt. Hallelujah. Come to the music. I'm about ready to quit. Some of you I can't motivate. But I pray to God that some of you could get a glimpse of where your family is heading and you're standing in the gap. I tell you one thing I would do, being a father, being a husband, a wife that I truly love, children that I love with all my heart, soul, and spirit. I tell you what I would do if a terrorist walked into this place right now. I would stand in front of them and gladly take a bullet trying to protect them. If a car tried to run over them, I would gladly stand in front of the car trying to protect them. If someone was trying to harm them, I would gladly stand up and defend them. And I want to tell you, I'm not scared of the devil, not one little bitty bit. And I'm going to stand up in the spiritual world. And I'm holding off the adversary from my family as long as I possibly can. And I'm looking, I said, come on, we're walking through Egypt. We're getting through the wilderness. There's still a promised land. And I'm not leaving anybody behind. I want to tell you for this church, no matter if you like it or not, if I had to drag you to heaven, I'm going to do my very best. Come on, you're not staying in Egypt. Come on, you're not backsliding. Come on, you're not giving up. Come on, you're not quitting. Come on, you're not stopping. Come on, young person. Come on, young married person. Come on, elderly person. We got a place to go. We got a place to go. We can't stay in Egypt.
Some of you wonder, why does it feel like sometimes Brother Looper's kicking me in the seat of the britches? i tell you why. Some of you has got comfortable in Egypt. And I'm saying, come on, man. We can't stay here. Come on. We can't stop here. Come on. We can't rest here. Come on. We can't quit here. Amen. We can't afford to lose one person. We can't afford to lose one person. I was counting it up this morning how many funerals we've had in the last 10 years. Amen. Somewhere between 20 and 25 funerals of saints of God that were members of this congregation. I'm not talking about those who just attended, but faithful saints of God. And I'm saying, man, we can't afford nobody to backslide. We can't afford one young person to walk out. We can't afford one person to quit. We can't afford one adult to stop praying. We can't afford to stop having church. We can't afford to stop having revival. You want to know why I'm fired up in my spirit today? Because I see some of you that's comfortable allowing the devil to steal from you. Why don't you stand up in the adversary's face and say you pushed me as long as you're going to push me. You shoved me as long as you're going to shove me. I'm going to have a breakthrough in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't have to accept what the devil says about our family. I don't care what they told you this week. I don't care what they said to you last month. I don't care if they don't return your text. I don't care if you haven't talked to them in six months. I don't care if it's been a year. I don't care if you know where they're at or don't know where they're at. Amen. Did you give them to God? I asked a question. Did you give them to God? Have you committed them to God? God made you some promises. What you've got to do is hold on to the promises. Amen. You've done the best that you could do. And you're still praying. And you're still shouting. God, I'm going to shout for that lost loved one right now. God, I'm going to give you some praise for my daughter right now. I'm going to give you some praise for my brother right now. I'm going to give you some glory for my daddy right now. Oh, God. I want to tell you, you'll see God work. Nobody left behind. Not one thing. Not one person. Not one young person. Not one middle-aged person. Not one young married person. Not anybody left behind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. i tell you what I want to do right now. If you guys would back up just a little bit. Give me some space right here. I know I've preached. Can't see my clock. I've preached about 40 minutes. 45 minutes. And I tell you right now, I'm about burnout. That's about all I got. But we're going to take just a few moments. 11.36 right now. And I'm sure you still got plenty in the tank. You're not going to starve to death in the next 15 minutes. But in the next few minutes, I want every person 
that has a lost loved one. Now, now hold up just a second before you come up here. I don't want you to... Okay. Here we are. Do it again. Same old thing. Brother Looper's fired up again. Same old thing. Same old thing. Nothing's going to happen. I'm just going to do it because I'm being obedient. Bless God. And if I don't do it, he's going to look back there and see me sitting there with a frown on my face. But if you have someone that's lost in your family right now, you've got a promise from God that you don't have to leave them behind. I want you to make your way to this front as fast as you can and say, God, I'm holding on to the promises. I'm holding on to the promises. I'm holding on to the promises. My baby's coming back home. My daddy's coming back home. My mama's coming back home. My brother's coming back home. My sister's coming back home. I'm not leaving them behind. Somebody right now needs to scream in the adversary's face and say, Devil, nobody left behind. Devil, nobody left behind. I'm going back and I'm getting the injured. I'm getting the lame. I'm getting those who are hurt. I'm getting those who have been hurt by thy friendly fire. I'm getting those who have stumbled along the way. I'm getting those that's hit up in a foxhole somewhere. I'm going and getting them because nobody, 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 nobody. Come on, church. Talk to me right now. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Somebody say 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 nobody. Come on. Somebody say nobody. Somebody needs to talk to the adversary. You've been listening long enough. It's time to talk back. Nobody left behind. Nobody left behind. Nobody left behind. Oh, come on. Come on. You can get louder than that. You can get louder than that. You can get louder than that. Nobody. I'm not leaving them behind. Claiming I